0: Disclaimer. The ideas and views discussed on the show should be considered opinion and not individual medical advice. Though Dr. Tim is board certified and licensed, every human is different and without individual assessment, concepts and ideas cannot be directly applied with the guarantee of success. Please consult your personal physician or fitness coach before making any changes. Thank you. Yasmin.
1: And this is Dr. Tim. Um,
0: Before we get started, um, and then I know this was mentioned before in an episode that never got aired because of uh, weirdness, Um, but I want to apologize because last episode I was so tired that I couldn't, uh, I do all the editing and I couldn't edit out all the likes that I threw out there. (laughs) So if anybody plays a drinking game by how many times I say like, I'm sorry, you're probably drunk, sleep it off which takes us to our topic of today.
1: <laughs> also, if you'd like to throw us a like for every like, that would be another awesome game to play. But...
0: Oh, we'll be famous in no time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to point out that the the episode you were, you were talking about was it, it was never uh, released, not due to technical difficulties. I mean, weirdness could mean a lot of things. There's a lot of weirdness on episodes that still get aired, but um... <laughs> sorry an episode and it wasn't quite enough to be worth putting out there. So we'll, we'll take another swing at it at some point. Cause it was, it, it was a lot of good content in it. So
0: there was, and it, maybe it'll end up on a blooper, uh, blooper reel of some sort, but yeah, I apologize for the episode that never aired and I apologize for the likes. Anywho, <laughs> today we're talking about sleep. Um, Tim mentioned, uh, in our previous episode about sleep hygiene and in my ramblings and my likes, we never got to it. So we figured might as well just follow up with it.
1: Yeah, the, the last episode being rest and recovery and, and sleep as sort of a, a subsection of that, it was really, it kept getting later into the episode and it really, it's, it's such an important topic that it really, to try to tack it on at the end probably really wouldn't do it justice. And there's enough about uh, how to improve your sleep quality that it was it was worthy of its own episode so we kind of went with it here so
0: that it was okay i was gonna say you start us off because you know you had a whole list for us
1: (laughs) still do um Mm -hmm. the whole uh the quick recap i mean as far as your your quantity of sleep uh generally speaking seven to nine hours is key for most people there are people who fall a little bit out of that uh bell curve it's an average but i mean that's where eight hours of sleep comes from seven to
0: nine we support our people that have three hours of sleep and nap throughout the day okay
1: <laughs> we'll get to that definitely there are people who are again getting by on less sleep than that and then they're functioning but again we we always like to try to get to optimal we know life doesn't always allow you be to up to be optimal about things um but you know we also talked about somebody who's starting a fitness journey and doing uh, improving their nutrition and things like that, and still not seeing the results that they wanted to see because their sleep is not up to par. And that's just really it's it's leaving money on the table, and it, it's a it's a recipe for frustration to be doing everything else right and only be getting a fraction of the results you could get because your your recovery is not dialed in.
0: Yeah, um, as I mentioned before, in our previous episode, if you're not your sleep and your mental capacity is not at par, you're, you're not going to progress in your journeys. It's, it's just going to be the most frustrating part. And it it happens to everybody. It, it is not the easiest thing to see as the problem. (laughs) Unless again, you're getting in the three hours of sleep, Then I'm pretty sure you guys all know that it is the problem
1: if you're if you're getting three hours of sleep a night you i would hope you realize that's suboptimal you you would know that that's that's the problem that's the low-hanging fruit for you
0: i mean you- to be fair the child doesn't remember that he only ooh, it fell asleep two hours ago <laughs> i've been there it wasn't fun
1: <laughs> there are definitely uh life circumstances that dictate that as a temporary situation, but it's not any it's not a way anyone should try to live. Long term, you will eventually become psychotic. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> I'm sorry, I made a face. I'll call myself out on that. <laughs>
1: present present company accepted very included. Um But yeah, uh, I mean, the big thing is, if if we wanted to dial it down to the importance of sleep, there's a really great book called uh, Why We Sleep. And so if you really, it's uh, by Matthew Walker. But if you want to take a deeper dive into that, if you're really interested in all the benefits of not just how it affects your your body composition and your ability to work out and your ability to perform and mentally and physically and all of those things, but if you really want to know everything about sleep, it's a great book um if I've you want the that it,
0: it sounds good. It is.
1: If you if you want the the 50 cent version of that, uh if everything that sleep does for you was available in a pill, it would not matter what it cost and they would not be able to keep it on the shelves.
0: It probably matters how much it costs. The prop the top 10% would probably buy all of it to be fair. To be completely.
1: They'd sell it to the rest of us, I'm sure. Would they? Let's hope so. (laughs) But, I mean, as far as, the, the and that's something that people, there are people that are spending their money on supplements and things like that and all sorts of, you know, treatments to kind of help improve and boost their performance or boost their recovery and kind of letting the sleep slide. Like, for instance, I mean, it's just the logic of it. It's not something that most people consider important because most people at some point in their life figure out you can pull an all-nighter. You can get by on less sleep than you probably ought to get. And you don't always feel like you're paying the price for it. And that's kind of, I mean, if you do it enough and run up enough of a sleep debt, you will start to notice things. I mean, after a couple hours of sleep deprivation, driving, for example, they've done studies on that. Is it starts to be equivalent to having a few drinks very quickly, in the the slowness of your reaction time and and dulled mental alertness and things like that.
0: If you don't have the scientific mind, I don't, um, and you don't uh, <laughs> you don't know if that book's gonna put you to sleep. Um, there is a video. Um, and if anybody's ever been on YouTube, you know, the Try Guys, they did a, uh, a video years ago about, I think one time they, um, they did, uh, they were drinking for a couple hours, and they did a whole driving test. And then the next day, they did it high. And then the next day, they just stayed up for 24 hours, <laughs> just to like, see the effects and how it was wildly different and they did the worst without sleep
1: i mean that that kind of paints the picture right there i mean if not just for your fitness journey or your fitness goals or whatever you're looking to achieve but just to kind of get by in your life in your job in your your personal relationships if you are not sleeping pretty much everything suffers it's like you're It's like you're driving around with the emergency brake on don't do that
0: (laughs) i'm not trying to like i don't think you can go anywhere with that no actually
1: you 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 can
0: (laughs) hey i'm not mechanically inclined i would love to know what happens without somebody breaking their nice cars anywho
1: (laughs) Okay, I I will digress for for one time. There's a I grew up in Minnesota. There's a, there's a comedian there uh his name is Mitch Hedberg. He he passed on some years ago, but he had a he had a joke about the emergency brake and it's one of my favorite jokes. So I'll throw it in here, but <laughs> he said, "I I drove my car about half a mile with the emergency brake on, which doesn't say very much for me. It really doesn't say much for the emergency brake." <laughs> no it's more like an emergency make the car smell funny lever
0: (laughs) Anywho, (laughs) you need to
1: look up mitch hedberg because his delivery is what makes it funny uh i don't have that so no i'm
0: just we'll move on (laughs) (laughs) i forgot where we were at (laughs) And that was more because I, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD, but than the sl- <laughs> sleep deprivation. So,
1: oh, I absolutely do. Um, but anyways, I, I have a list. I've, I mean, I've, I've worked with a lot of people who've studied this. Um, and I work with a lot of people that I disseminate this information to. So I have a list, a guide of things to make your sleep better. And we're more or less going to go off to that, uh, go off of that. We're going to run through it. and one at a time, we'll go through them. They're they're more or less in order of importance. There's definitely the the first few are the most important. They're the, the most low hanging fruit to improve your sleep. Again, we talked a little bit about quantity. And we'll kind of circle back to that. But this is more about your sleep quality. This is somebody who is spending enough time theoretically in bed and again, we talked about sleep trackers. You're, you're not getting enough restful sleep because your sleep is of poor quality, which either means you're, you're waking up or you're taking too long to fall asleep, or you feel like you were asleep the whole night and maybe you were, but you, you're not rested. It was not quality sleep. It was a very light sleep. Um, things that don't quite refresh you the way they should. There, there, uh, there should be some light sleep. There should be some REM sleep where you dream uh, whether you remember that or not. um, And there should be some deep sleep and, and you kind of need all three of those in certain amounts to really be uh, considered restorative sleep. So
0: Where does the vertigo go? Because I get the vertigo <laughs> where it feels like the bed is slowly spinning in one spot. <laughs> no, it doesn't go in. The, okay.
1: I think you might have vertigo. That's a whole other option.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't even know. Lucky me.
1: <laughs> you should see a vestibular specialist.
0: <clears throat> what? <laughs> or, stop, or
1: stop drinking before bed, one of the two. Uh,
0: y- sir, <laughs> sir.
1: I'm kidding. I mean, far and away, the, the number one is have a consistent sleep and wake time. And the more you dial in your pre-sleep routine, the the better you can do with your efficiency of your sleep. But... Again, if you're looking to get eight hours of sleep, you need to spend at least eight hours of sleep in bed, uh, attempting to sleep. And that's usually the first place people fall short. If I, if I go to bed at 10 o'clock, but I'm not really going to sleep until 11 o'clock. Well, I just kind of wasted some time there. And we'll talk a little bit more about the wind down routine or things you should or shouldn't do when you're trying to get to sleep or in the hours before you go to sleep but having a consistent sleep and wake time and making sure you are actually allowing enough time to get as much sleep as you're trying to get
0: you know if you can explain that to my 10 year old that'd be really 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 awesome (laughs) because yeah get him on part of <laughs> no he'd talk we'd be like over three hours with him just talking um <laughs> don't know um uh the because part of that's wind down and i think we'll eventually hit on it is that like you have especially if you have little ones there's you know wind down is chaotic sometimes. I know it is for me. My 10 year old thinks that he's grown and wants to be up till midnight. And he's no ninja. He, uh, he will have full he will have a full concert in his room with the lights out. <laughs> with so- me just going like, please go to sleep. And he goes, okay. And then less than two minutes later, it's a full concert again. Or it's a toy.
1: that's Or
0: it's him just screaming not
1: not, <laughs> not slick um
0: no no ninja skills
1: <laughs> so again that i mean there's definitely there's going to be some roadblocks to doing all these things and there's that's why there's a lot of them again priority wise the first few are going to be the 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 most effective ones but if you have people in your life or things in your life that don't let you hit these perfectly just what i would recommend is you can go to the website and look at this article, but really if you're just listening to this and you have the ability to just make a bullet point list or something, pick two, one or two of them that you think are going to be the easiest for you to start doing and just start there. Trying to do all of them all at once is just like everything we've talked about so far. You can't start everything all at once. It doesn't work.
0: I mean, or you could and just be chaotic. I mean, do as you will. I mean,
1: if you want to, not do well yeah go for it um but yes a consistent sleep and wake time uh like if one day you get into bed pull the blankets up at 9 p.m and then the next night you pass out on the couch at 1 a.m with a pizza your body doesn't know what the hell's going on it can't find a rhythm that's just not and that messes with your wake time too because if you're trying to sleep the same amount of hours and you're not going to bed at the same time you're not waking up at the same time
0: or you just enjoy the fact that you had pizza but I'm I'm distracting anyway
1: <laughs> keep the bedroom cool and this is this is going to be a little divisive because there's obviously people who are freeze babies and things like that but 67 degrees is what they recommend for sleeping it, it, cool you can have a blanket cool. you can have your pajamas but having having the, <laughs> see, all, I'm just like okay having a bedroom at about 67 degrees tends to signal your body that you're ready to sleep. If you if it's too hot, then you just your, your body doesn't kind of shut itself down in the right way. They they've done a lot of studies on optimal that's, temperature. That's
0: just I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've been in the northwest for long. 60 isn't necessarily that cool.
1: <laughs> no, that's true.
0: That's our our normal every day. Um, on a good week let me clarify
1: <laughs> so next one is keep the sleeping place dark and everybody's like no shit, turn the lights off now I'm talking dark pitch black blackout shades I I bought some blackout shades recently it was an amazing purchase um but also I mean a lot of us use our our phones as our alarm or we have a Fitbit charging some anything that is a light need to find a way to not have it in your field of view. If you can have a room that is pitch black, that is optimal. Nah,
0: that's when the demons get me. (laughs) I'm one of those people, I have a very overactive imagination. So I see things in the dark. So I usually just keep my blinds.
1: Close your fucking eyes.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, really? Because that really works every fucking time. No, it doesn't. (laughs) I'm
1: I'm starting to see why you don't sleep.
0: You know what happens? You know what happens if my brain doesn't shut off actually like if i don't actually have it in the comfortable i close my eyes and i'll just hear everything that's going on like the fucking uh, uh, uh not deer but god it uh uh fucking what was it not uh, deer there was a fucking uh, uh animal stuck outside my freaking house a while ago and i'm like all i can hear is that fucking thing running back and forth in the field <laughs> like, yeah no i'm one of those people that pitch black doesn't doesn't necessarily work for me <laughs> so, I will sit in my disagreement of that.
1: <laughs> so, Jasmine disagrees with the research going on. No,
0: no, 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 no. I said that point. I said that point. Yeah, yes. That point.
1: Yes.
0: I'm also one of those weird ones, so I'm allowed to disagree. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> You're allowed to disagree with all of this, but. but-
0: I, I'm not saying that. I was just saying I disagree. I disagree with the the 67 is cold because I just think that that's more of a lower 50s is the nice cold temperature. So whatever.
1: Cool, cool, I, not not cold. cool
0: is 50. <laughs> so whatever. Next point.
1: Next point. Find a way to filter out the noise that's going to keep you up.
0: We're just gonna fight this episode. Why is this episode As the it, one we fight on?
1: Is it <laughs> if there are deer outside (laughs) for some people that's just closing your door for other people that's taking the tv out of the bedroom you might invest in a white noise machine i can personally recommend that not everybody loves it um a fan or something that creates a steady background tone uh it covers up the background sound what uh white noise or brown noise actually which is just a slightly different tone apparently there's white and brown and pink and purple noise i, I don't really know really the good. difference so but. i
0: know it was an elk i remembered what it was anyway have <laughs> yeah. elk in my neighborhood but <laughs> anyway <laughs> but i uh, i have um, i know my husband works nights so he does the um brown noise that helps put, uh, put him to sleep during the day t- light hours i mean i don't disagree with this I grew up like my, my house growing up was right next to a highway. So literally that rushing sound literally puts me to sleep. So I I'll agree. (laughs) I put up my, I'll agree with this point.
1: (laughs) Well, and, and that's really the, the reason why it works. It's your, your body, your senses adjust to it. Your brain attenuates to something that is constant. Just like when you first put a shirt on in the morning, your skin, your body goes, "Hey, I'm wearing a shirt," but your body does not say you're wearing a shirt. You're wearing a shirt all day long. Your body adjusts to that input, and you don't really notice it's there anymore. Some people with sensory aversions may may have an issue with that, but it's a it's a it's a steady tone that sort of fades into the background. It doesn't really disturb you. What it really does is cover up all the other sounds that are variable. And that's the kind of stuff that can stimulate your brain um, noises that, you know, it's quiet one moment and then something happens and then it's quiet and then something happens or noises that change in tone are sudden.
0: Can I make a recommendation? Yeah. Just because I'm thinking of like, when you mentioned a fan for me, like a fan is like just over too loud for me, but in like, uh, I, I have an air purifier in my room that like it, just like under that barrier like if on the lowest setting just throwing that out there for anybody that maybe has that uh that problem and it has no light
1: no i actually had a it was a that's perfect it was a standing kind of one of those standing cylinder fans it also kind of had an air. yep had an air purifier function in it it actually had somewhere in the middle was a setting of white noise and you can kind of play with that. Yeah. Um it, it would it would keep the temperature down. The problem is it had a big fucking light on. I was going to so. say
0: thankfully now like uh, um the purifiers of today they have settings that you can turn off all the lights um or turn them all on, which is equally as problematic. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> So I mean a lot of these things are some like what kind of noise do you want? What kind of temperature you want? Shoot a little cooler. Um but definitely, there's some trial and error here. It's just like finding a, a good sleep and wake time. A lot of people's wake time is dictated by their job, so you kind of have to, you know, do your your job and your morning routine, whether that involves working out, um, and kind of work backwards from there. And the problem is, most people, when they start working backwards from there, they realize that oh. I really should go to bed at like eight o'clock at night. So that's difficult. And so you kind of have to make compromises where you can, obviously, especially if you have other responsibilities, children, things like that. Um, Obviously it's, it's not perfect, but these are all sort of jumping off points. And then you have to find the best way to, to make them work Mm -hmm. for you. So we've got a consistent sleep and wake time. We've got a cool dark bedroom um, and potentially some white noise or just not a lot of background noise falling asleep to the tv on i'm sorry it's bad i'm not gonna say i never do it when i'm traveling i fall asleep in a hotel i tend to leave the tv on i try not to it's just what happens but it's not the recipe for a good night of sleep
0: no because we have the gaming system in our room i i have i've forced myself to go to sleep while my husband is gaming so it's it's definitely not the the <laughs> thing that makes me proud
1: that, that sounds right.
0: Oh, to share a bedroom.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. It's uh. there's a lot of, there's a lot, of, I've talked, a lot of people have made a lot of compromises there. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, then again, there, I know people that, um, that like their sleeping habit is to, um, a couple, his is to fall asleep with the TV on. And what she does is she just throws her AirPods in and gets a sleep mask and just passes out like that. But then again, that's a skill to fall asleep with headphones in. Just telling that out there.
1: The, the earplugs and sleep mask are definitely, I mean, they are, they are becoming more for people that really want to deep dive into this again. And, you know, the, the harder you're pushing your body, the more recovery you need from what, and this is, this is a good, uh, kind of throwback to last episode, the, the more stresses in your life, whether that's physical stress or job stress or personal life stress, the more stress that you have going on, the more recovery you need. And so there's a time and a place to really kick your sleep into high gear. And, you know, a sleep mask and earplugs seem kind of silly to some people, but, but that may be what you need if your sleep is suffering and you can't seem to get it on track. So that's that's definitely not.
0: And if not anybody wrong. finds like a brand that doesn't slip off, please like email us because I, I feel like that's one of those few things that i've never like found is a sleep mask that will actually stay on your face the whole night i don't know i'm
1: weird you're in luck jasmine because uh whoop makes a sleep mask <laughs> we're
0: just <laughs> whoop please sponsor us we clearly love please everything sponsor. you do <laughs>
1: I actually just found that out a couple of days ago. I got it uh, an email and said, oh, they make a sleep mask now because they are, it's an entire company designed around recovery. So why wouldn't they make a sleep mask? They make blue light glasses. Um, we're about to get to that. So. Oh, fun. Um,
0: I will say, uh, uh, this will probably be one of the last times we mentioned them just because, uh, uh, we can't just always just be sponsoring whoop here. <laughs> just throwing that out there. know better unless
1: Whoop wants to pay us
0: yeah i mean if anybody i mean if whoop if you want to want to pay us that we we're we're all about telling everybody about it anyway back on track what's the next one
1: (laughs) um that is limiting screen time and blue light um kind of i mean not everybody knows what blue light is it's generally associated with screens um there are most most computers most phones have a a night setting or a a blue light setting. There's a program called flux you can put on most computers, it will adjust the blue light in your screen based on uh, where the sun is in your time zone. So as it gets closer to evening, it turns down your your screen starts to look a little bit yellow. Uh, But blue lights very stimulating to your brain. That's also why, you know, laying in bed staring at your phone especially staring at your phone in the dark right before you go to sleep and then turning that off and trying to lay down and fall asleep if you're exhausted sure uh but you just kind of ramped up your that's also the people that wake up in the middle of the night stare at instagram for half an hour and then try to go back to sleep and even if you can
0: not gonna lie that's how i wake myself up i I literally will find an email just so I can use it to help wake myself up in the morning sometimes.
1: Cause it wakes you up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's exactly. Yeah. If you're looking to do that, go for it. I go will
0: ahead. death scroll just to make sure I'm awake.
1: <laughs> the more, the more light, especially screen and blue light you expose your eyes to, the more stimulated certain parts of your brain are and the harder it is going to be to go back to sleep. Uh, but definitely hard to. Uh, go back to restful quality sleep. So this kind of dovetails right into the next, which is your pre-sleep routine. And that's really finding something to do that calms you. And that's why a lot of times they will recommend reading, not on a screen reading, if you have a, I mean, potentially like a Kindle that has the paper screen or some sort of device that has the non-blue light screen, but also just reading a book or reading
0: a magazine
1: something something here's the
0: thing here's the thing here's the thing i have definitely been one of those people that just read to go to sleep but here's the problem when it is a good book an actually really good book you are not to blame that you stayed up till three in the morning to finish that book i am sorry <laughs> some of us don't like cliffhangers okay
1: I knew this point was coming because you brought it up before. Just Uh, If the book keeps you up until 3 a.m., find another book.
0: Excuse you. If I've started this book, not expecting it to be good, what makes you think that I'm just going to stop in the middle and choose a different book?
1: Don't read it before bed.
0: (laughs) He said read a book.
1: We'll we'll call this episode Tim gives solutions and Jasmine blows all of them up.
0: So book, read the book. Next point.
1: <laughs> so you're calming things before bed, whether that is reading a book, write in a journal, take a bath, do something that helps you relax. I mean, right before bed is not the time to read your work emails, follow your favorite politically active aunt on Facebook. You know the one uh or watch documentaries about local serial killers
0: Ooh, there is an not a
1: right one. before bed <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay yes we do lo- love our serial killers but i was gonna say that if you, anybody's looking there is a uh documentary i believe it is on netflix i will probably correct myself later on but it's about fungus and it's very interesting and the guy's voice is very calming just throwing that out there
1: <laughs> so so Staying off screens an hour before bed is pretty important. That's when you try to fit those other things in, whatever it is that makes you relax. The, the big things to try, again, those are the low-hanging fruit for most people. Bath, read a book, just do something that relaxes you. Do some meditation, do some deep breathing, stare at the wall. Something that doesn't really stimulate your brain a whole lot. This is a little bit, this isn't one that's typically on the list. This is just one that I picked up from talking to a lot of people and working with a lot of people who have difficulty sleeping. You have to figure out what is a comfortable position for you. I've worked with God knows how many hundreds or thousands of people who have back pain or hip pain or knee pain, and they all blame it on their bed. Should I get a new bed? Should I get a harder bed? Should I get a softer bed? You have to figure out what is the most comfortable position for you and really try to stick with that. This also falls into you know having a partner sleeping in the bed with you because a lot of times what that person does in their sleep or how they sleep can affect and dictate how you sleep.
0: So fun fact, I don't know if you do this, but I used to sell mattresses. So and so I, just, I did not know
1: that. I don't know where this is going, people.
0: The point where I'm going is that if you are trying to assess whether you need a new mattress, let this be a small tip. If you are a back, uh, a side sleeper, you should have a softer bed. That way, it gives for your, uh, gives to your shoulders and your hips. You could still put the pillow between your, uh, between your knees. That is unbelievably comfortable. What in whatever stage of your life? I'm sorry, it is, but. <clears throat> Softer beds and not to say you can't have a firmer bed. That's just when you need like the pillow tops, the something that's going to give you that support under it, but it is softer. So it gives you, it has more give in your, for your shoulders and your hips. If you are a back or stomach sleeper, you need something a little bit on the firmer side, just because that's going to help keep your spine in alignment while you're laying down, just throwing that out there. And if you're in between, you know, where you are, there's still pillow top options. There's all that stuff. There's my tidbit for the day. I knew something.
1: (laughs) No, that's, that's super helpful. Thank you. Where I find most people getting into trouble is especially in the case of back and neck pain is they're sleeping in a way that puts them into an end range position for a long period of time. So for instance, your, your back is all the way forward or all the way bent backwards, same way that happens a little more with people's necks, but you're, you're sleeping in a position that
0: oh and rotate your beds
1: yeah (laughs) flip your mattress
0: and don't flip because most uh, beds are actually only have all the stuff on the one side rotate
1: okay spin spin your mattress not while you're on it vertigo maybe that's why you have vertigo (laughs) you know they they lay on they lay with a roll up towel under the neck or something that some quack fucking chiropractor told them to do anyways
0: um or somebody on the podcast who knows
1: that happens too.
0: Mm.
1: What I will say, and this is the one kind of digression I'll take from sleep here, because it is something that I, I have had this conversation a thousand times. People will sleep in a, you know, a, a bed that moves, like a posturpedic or something, where you can elevate part of the bed, and they sleep partially sitting up. Now, and if you have um, acid reflux or something like that, that's understandable. If you're refluxing and, and you can't lay flat. But people that throw a bunch of pillows under their head and their neck is cranked way up eventually lose the ability to lay flat if you don't do it sometimes. So if you have three pillows under your head at all times, you will eventually always need three pillows at all times. People that want to, as they get older, I've again, a thousand people have asked me, how do I avoid getting hunched over as I age? Lay flat. Also, move exercise
0: or if you don't like laying flat and i'm one of those people take those three pillows and interweave your body so one should be under your arm one should be between your arm and your head and then one under your head
1: (laughs) that's totally fine they just shouldn't all three be under your head so your chin's buried in your chest because that's no way to live but again if you you're tossing and turning all night you're switching positions a lot uh, you wake up feeling like the tin man that kind of thing um change unless your bed is really old and worn out. What's is there a good like number of years when you need to get a new mattress? Do you know that? off top of
0: I want to say like, if you have been rotating and, uh, you know, basically using both uh, both sides equally, you still get you get like a good 510 years out of a good mattress. And usually depending on who you've bought it through, usually if you keep your receipts, very good reason you can possibly get a manufacturer like um warranty on them just saying like the the, keep all the paperwork when you buy your mattress actually just keep your paperwork um, unless it's just junk mail it's a lot of that is very helpful and like um I remember like certain manufacturers giving you a 10 to 20 year warranty on your mattresses if you bought it new and you had all the paperwork
1: that's great Outside of those circumstances, I would say if, if those things are happening to you, you can't find a comfortable place, to, comfortable position to sleep in or you just wake up physically feeling stiff, achy, shitty, um, try to change your sleeping position, mess around with some pillows before you go buying a new bed. Because I've seen a lot of people go out and buy a new bed um, that probably didn't need to, spent a lot of money on it, and we just said, hey, maybe throw that pillow between your knees throw that pillow under your arm kind of thing and that solved the problem
0: i think that there's also a bunch of like things for it like um if you're a side sleeper there's the pillows that have a gap under there so you could so your arm doesn't go dead um there's weighted Mm. there's weighted blankets which i i totally subscribe to um also knowing if you're a hot or cold sleeper in general like um like my sheets cold but like being warm under them it's very weird I know, but there there's technology in fabrics at this point that will the sheets will run colds. Or if you need a heated blanket or a heated mattress pad, those things are also widely available to help keep keep comfort. So.
1: They also make mattress uh, coolers, actually, ones that you can time to be cool when, you have know, fans. when you're going to sleep and warm up. They're expensive,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um, they, they work pretty well from what I'm told.
0: Mm-hmm. I I don't have any of that. I I (laughs) That's a privilege. I don't have can afford.
1: (laughs) All right, let's see. So we got a comfortable sleeping position with a consistent routine in a cool bedroom, a dark bedroom, do things that calm you before bed. Um, remove distractions from the bedroom. And that is more almost more of a mental preparedness thing. Your bedroom and your bed should really only be for two things sleep and sex. And that's really all it should be. Because if you're one of those people that lays in bed, and does things during the day, or eats in bed or does the crossword puzzle in bed, then the problem is your brain doesn't necessarily associate your bed with sleeping or your bedroom with sleeping.
0: Excuse you. And so sir.
1: it, it <laughs> breaks down clean.
0: It has the best, it's the most comfortable thing to be on when watching a movie. My God, so dirty.
1: I'm really trying to, I'm really starting to see why you don't sleep. Well, Jasmine,
0: cool, cool, cool.
1: This explains why you were exhausted during our last podcast.
0: To be fair, that was actually because of a lack of recovery, not a lack of sleep.
1: <laughs> Big one, a lot of people, and I, I imagine you'll you'll have something to say about this. It has to do with, with caffeine. Um, limiting caffeine in general, and especially prior to bedtime for a certain amount of hours, because now you should have a a bedtime or at least a relative bedtime because we've worked backwards with your schedule figured out what your consistent sleep and wake time are so now
0: I don't have an argument
1: if you're an evening workout person the triple shot of pre-workout might not be the best move if you're working out two hours before bed that includes you know stimulants in general which includes nicotine if you smoke well you shouldn't. You should just quit altogether if that bothers you. You're on the wrong podcast. Sorry, not sorry. Don't smoke. It's not good for anything.
0: I have asthma. I can't. Good. <laughs> I tried once, I died.
1: But yeah. Don't smoke. Um, most of the, the studies that they had they had been the day they've been going off of said that the half life of caffeine in your system is about seven and a half hours. So if you're going to bed at nine o'clock at night and you had a coffee at 4pm that's all still there or at least 50% of it is there and it's still active the more recent research has shown it's up to 13 hours in some people so do the best you can to not consume caffeine in the afternoon or at least not late in the afternoon the further you can keep it away from your bedtime the better that afternoon slump is a problem but it will still be in your system and I, and a lot of people have told me this, again, probably a couple hundred, oh, I can, I can drink a cup of coffee and a Diet Coke, and I can just go right to bed afterwards, and it doesn't affect me at all. Well, it does. It may not prevent you from falling asleep, but it definitely fucks with the quality of your sleep.
0: Okay, as long as we're just talking about quality, because I am one of those people, but then again, I've been drinking coffee since I was seven years old, so... <laughs> Tis, tis just the uh thing but i also have an extremely high tolerance for for ca- caffeine so i do try to limit it like i try to have the one cup in the morning um that's because i drink death wish coffee and an espresso shot <laughs> so mm-hmm. tis is a thing and i'm from seattle so judge me if you want but it's <laughs> uh, a coffee tank it's it's so a coffee city. I'm pretty sure like most of us in Washington state, I'm sorry, <laughs> runs on some form of caffeine. Um, but
1: That's very true.
0: I, I, I don't think I've met one that doesn't really like coffee for an obscure reason.
1: And I mean, coffee as a beverage, as a, a routine or something you enjoy drinking is one thing. Um, drinking it strictly for the caffeine is another, I mean, people are drinking energy drinks and things like that.
0: Uh, yeah. And I don't find, I get jittery off of, a, uh, off of, uh, energy drinks. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily a full advocate. There's better, there's good energy drinks out there, but yeah, I think that's part of knowing and we'll get into it. Eventually. We have to touch on the caffeine addiction in fitness and all that fun stuff. So it will be more in depth later on, but like knowing how caffeine affects you is probably the, another big thing, uh, is because like I said, I'll have my triple quad, uh, espresso in the morning. And then I know for a fact that I got a, it's a green tea at the end of the day, or else I will be up all night and I will have no excuse. (laughs) So it is what it is there.
1: And that's, that's really, I mean, definitely, uh, again, it's, a, it's an average. There, there's outliers. There's people that are more or less affected by it. People who are more adapted, have a tolerance to caffeine, those kind of things. But in general, I mean, that, the, the data stands that people, it, it's in your system and how much that affects you. It does vary by, by who you are, but it's definitely not, it's not helpful to have it in your system when you're trying to get complete restful sleep. And the better you can make your sleep, the less you will hopefully need that caffeine later in the day. Um, And again, that's why we kind of differentiate you're drinking something for the joy of drinking the beverage or the ritual of it versus trying to slam a bunch of caffeine because you can't keep your eyes open. So, I mean, that, that, that definitely is something that has a lot to do sometimes with with shift work, and that that could be a whole whole other topic is people who work graveyards or work second shift. All these principles still apply. They are just admittedly a lot harder to apply because you're kind of at odds with the schedule of the rest of the world. So you're definitely going to have to make some adjustments based on these, but all the suggestions still hold, again, you may have to make more compromises based on fitting your schedule into everyone else's schedule and making things line up as best you
0: can to be fair we are aware there's alpha aside factors with all of these points whether it's maybe your house doesn't have air conditioning in the middle of summer so it's hot and you just can't sleep or you have little ones that truly don't understand that you're going to sleep for your own sanity it is what it is there and or you don't have the privilege of having the money for those fancy bed coolers hopefully there are other solutions out there that we have suggested that will help you in these endeavors
1: and i think there was only one point left i'm running through my list here um last but definitely not least get some activity in your day get some exercise not every day has to be a body crushing max workout But moving your body every day will help fatigue you at least a bit and make sleep easier without that extra energy. And We've kind of talked about how people will say, you know, if you exercise, you will have more energy. And then people start an exercise routine and find they have less energy. Uh, Initially, there's definitely more fatigue involved and you're going to be more tired. You're going to be sore. But. Again, we also talked about if you're adding stresses into the system, which starting a new physical exercise routine is definitely adding stress into the system, you have to adjust your recovery. If you were sleeping six hours and you were doing fine but you were very sedentary, um, now you've started to do some cardio, do some weightlifting, you've added um, just more physical activity into routine, that may not be enough recovery for you now because you're putting your body through more stress, which is a very positive stress and is going to have a lot of benefits for you, but you need to set your body up to recover from that. So getting some activity will make you more tired. It will make you sleep better, but you have to dial in everything else so that you don't just work out, crash into bed and don't really pay attention to the rest of the factors.
0: Like I said, we probably will stress it more often, but, um, that's part of the mental part of it. Because I, I as an example, as I have made myself always, um, if I don't work out, my brain doesn't shut off, there's just too many. it's just overrun with whatever is going on throughout gone throughout the day, whatever I have to do tomorrow, and what's gonna happen in the next week. So kind of falls in line with you find whatever kind of brings your mind peace. Um, obviously, I think we've brought it up enough that punching something always brings me some sort of peace after, you know, an hour session, boxing, or heavy lifting, or if running calms the brain, that that's something you should definitely incorporate. If you hate it like me, we all understand.
1: (laughs) Right. But I mean, it definitely is. If you're one of those people who has trouble shutting your brain off, not only does it physically fatigue you but most of those activities demand a certain amount of attention and and kind of falls almost in the category of of meditation and all really meditation is is being able to focus your brain on one thing for a certain amount of time and and calm it by focusing it on one thing and if you're if you're if you're punching a bag if you're running if you're lifting weights hopefully you're you're paying enough attention to that that it's a pretty singular focus. And that really does kind of help calm the mind. Obviously it produces a lot of feel good chemicals. You get endorphins from exercise, all of those things.
0: Somebody recently asked me why I used to, cause I used to be part of the 5.30 class. I'd be up at like four to go punch something. And I was like, well, if I punch a bag, I don't punch a customer, okay? <laughs> Makes things a little bit easier. <laughs>
1: yet another benefit not committing felonious assault always a good thing um
0: it's not my fault but,
1: but i don't know if the courts would see it that way it really it really comes down to gonna sleep very important and and if you're looking to do something to make your body healthy you really just need to realize that you are going to be stressing your body more stress in the right amounts and the right types is a great thing for your body it makes you more resilient physically stronger mentally stronger does all those things but if you introduce more stress into the system you have to match your recovery to that stress and getting possibly more quantity but definitely the highest quality sleep you can is really key to that. And those are just some pointers that they're, they're all jumping off points. Uh, your mileage may vary. The, the one thing I did want to mention again about um, getting physical activity is if you are doing a really intense workout and you're an evening workout person, generally you don't want to totally... You know blow yourself up and do super high intensity things right before you have to go to bed again there are people who can do that and it may work for them there again there's a lot of trial and error because every human is a little different but if you are you know in the gym at eight o'clock doing sprints and you're trying to go to bed at nine o'clock
0: don't that, do that may not work. <laughs> why why no no just don't do that no no no
1: no <laughs> um but that was i mean that was the complete list i think i think there was some pretty good information there and again i think you know we joke a lot about jasmine undermining the points but i, I really do think it, it's it's good to to point out that yeah these are not always easy to do you can say again uh, you can hand somebody a list and say do these 10 things and you'll sleep great but, but what about my kid? What about my job? What about this? Um, what about my budget? Like, it's not that simple. I mean, we kind of put them in a, in a fairly progressive order of most important to least important. Um, not completely. We jumped around a little bit just because some of the topics led into other topics. But really, A, figure out if there are any of them you're doing already, which is great. You can cross them off. Um, but figure out what one or two can you start adding And again, kind of really just find a way to track your sleep and your recovery, whether that's a wearable, whether that's just trying to get a better sense of it, um, paying more attention to your sleep and wake times, what, I mean, that's what a lot of the, the data driven devices do is they say, well, they track your behaviors again, whoop. I don't know uh, enough about the other ones. I assume they use something similar, but whoop will ask you, what did you do yesterday? Did you take this supplement? Did you feel this way mentally? Did you, you know, did you have a therapy session? Did you talk to your friend? I
0: can't remember, but I think Fitbit actually had you rate your day the day before, like on a one to 10, if I remember correctly, I might've been wrong, but I do know that it used to help, uh, the one really cool thing and I, like I said, Fitbit is also a really, really good product for tracking. Definitely. Not just your sleep, but like, it would have you tell me, tell it how many ounces of water you had, Um, it also, uh, and we'll go into like, when we eventually talk about, um, meal prep and meal tracking, it had a thing where you you just a drop down list where you could scan, like if you had a TV dinner, you would just scan it and it would pop up with all the calories and track it for you. Fitbit was really good with a lot of their tracking. I won't, I won't even lie about that. It just wasn't for me in the end.
1: Oh, and Fitbit was the original step counter, I believe, other than like those little mm-hmm. pedometers you clip on your belt that were huge in the 90s or whenever that was. But
0: I remember them. I was there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's the biggest thing is just like everything we talked about in fitness applies here, you know, your results may vary. We put it right in the beginning of the show. Not everything we say is going to work for everyone. You may have to adjust it. But again, anytime... We're talking about studies and data and things like that. It's what will work for most people. Not every person is most people, but also it's also, I mean, the data is worth paying attention to and saying, well, you know, but I'm not like that. I, I am the 1% that, that needs only three hours of sleep and I'm going to be just fine and I'm going to perform great and probably not try to get a little more.
0: I know Tim has already said that, you know, uh, trust, trust all this stuff. But I, I, I will and I do kind of and especially on the ones where we have very definitive um, opinions, mm-hmm. say that trust your nutritionist that knows you, whoever you've been working with, if you haven't been, if you have been working with somebody for up until this point, trust them to know because you've talked to them, trust who, uh, whatever fitness coach or dr- a doctor and trust your body. You are more than welcome to always to give us a little more research if you happen to have it, but you know your body that's that's essentially it. Yeah and we it, we can't give you anything that's gonna can work better than maybe somebody that knows you and you know you. If you like to sleep in a 90 degree room with uh, with cotton sheets that just absorb your sweat, ill first but um <laughs> to do <to> you. <laughs>
1: Well, i did this is the one thing I've, it's not on the list i just wanted to circle back to it one of the things you said really early on is about naps oh, I love nap. if people are not sleeping enough or if they are allowing enough time for sleep and they are not getting enough sleep because of poor sleep quality whether that's you can't fall asleep whether that is uh you're waking up and spending time awake or you wake up earlier than you intend to um sometimes you can adjust your if, if you are trying to get up at 6 a.m. every day and for some reason you're waking up at 5 a.m. every day with no alarm, you may need to just know that's your body's schedule and try to adjust to that. Maybe you adjust your sleep time a little bit to meet that and try to find something to do with that hour. Typically, I'm not wanting people to take naps as much during the day because it throws off your sleep cycle. If I'm trying to sleep eight hours and I took a two-hour nap and now I I'm sleeping five hours and I can't figure out why, it's because I already slept and that kind of throws off my cycle. That said, if somebody is doing everything right and they are sleeping the optimum amount that they can, that their schedule allows and they're doing everything else right and they are performing physically or stress levels at at a level that requires more recovery, then a supplemental nap can be a very good thing but if you are trying to use naps to replace sleep that you can possibly be getting in a block with all your other sleep that is not ideal
0: i highly recommend a coffee nap if you've never had one just throwing that out there they are like actually the most surprisingly like refreshing you you just gave me a look do you not know what a coffee nap is i have no idea
1: what you're talking about
0: (laughs) oh my god so and somebody could totally like correct me this will probably be on end notes but a coffee nap is when you drink a cup of coffee especially when you're like you're at that like lowest point of tired and immediately go take a nap it takes you'll probably end up taking a 30 to 40 minute nap in that in that time frame but because you are you are sleeping while that is starting to take effect you are more wide awake after it i love a coffee nap <laughs> You're I, Like
1: that's minutes, as good a place nap. as any to wrap this <laughs> i right, don't no think we're gonna top coffee nap.
0: <laughs> take a coffee nap
1: don't thank you for listening to both sides of fit if you enjoy our content, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Play, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at bothsidesoffit or contact us with comments, feedback, or suggestions at bothsidesoffitpod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Stay safe. Stay healthy.